Hey pal, so we are on episode number four of this mini-series. We're almost there. Two more to go after this. How are you finding them? Let me know. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the topic that we cover during week four, think about that then, of my group programme, The E-Commerce Accelerator, also known as T, and it's titled Interest. Now, after the last three episodes, you should know by now, nah, know by now, stick my teeth back in, it's not a good start, is it? You should know by now know your goals, you've made your plan, and I mean, if I didn't cover it enough in the last two episodes, then hopefully you've done some market research, spoken to some real-life people, and have some kind of factual stuff from people who are have bought from you, would potentially buy from you, all of that kind of great stuff. And you've also made them aware of you. So yesterday we covered the awareness stage, and I mean, if you haven't done those things, maybe pop back and give them a listen. But... Now you've got their attention, you're kind of going to sit there and be like, well, now what? Because it doesn't end there, does it? Um, so they've shown an interest. And now it's kind of, it, you know, rightly or wrongly, it's your job to not only keep that interest, but nudge them along your wonderful customer journey on their way to adding that thing to their basket, hitting the buy now button and checking out. So first off, I know what you're thinking. What does interest stage actually look like? What does it mean? So it could be that, and these are not exclusive, this is just a tiny list, there's obviously more things, but it could be that they have given you a follow on social media, so maybe they're now following you on Instagram, they've joined your Facebook group if you've got one, all of that kind of stuff. It could be that they've clicked on one of your online ads, so if you're running Google ads, social ads, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, if that's your bag, wherever they are. It could be that they have chosen to sign up to your emails. So if you've got a sign-up form where you offer something of value in exchange for their email address, they've decided to do that. Or it could be as simple as clicking and looking at your product page, which obviously we can see data behind with things like Google Analytics and that kind of stuff, but we can't really see who that is. So essentially they have taken some form of action because they are interested, see what I did there, in your business, your brand and your products. But that doesn't mean that they're definitely going to stick around if you're not hitting all of the right spots and ticking all the right boxes. So there could be, and I'll be honest, there likely is because every single business has it. We can't all please everybody. We all know that. There's going to be something that's stopping them from making that decision, potentially. That's where the whole kind of word about conversion rates come in and all that kind of stuff. But decision is what we're going to focus on in tomorrow's episode. That's what I'm covering in tomorrow's episode. But just to kind of rewind a tad, yesterday I mentioned the word touch points and that it takes, that research actually shows that it takes multiple touch points, aka someone seeing your brand or your product before they buy from you. So you know, we have to take that with a pinch of salt. That's quite a wide statement. But it's very rare that we see something for the first time unless we're actually looking for it already and we press buy. So at this stage, it it's just kind of about t- ticking off a few more of those touch points. So if you don't know what a touch point is, pop back to the last episode before this and give that a listen. Uh, I'll give you some examples. But this is where, and I'll be honest, it can get a little bit messy because you can do so many things. There will always be, you know, certain best practices, 
one thing works for one person, it might work for you, it might not, all of that kind of stuff. But just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Or, you know, that you actually need to. <laughs> so at this stage, especially within tea, we look at the areas that we can improve on to help convert those customers that have shown an interest. So it's about looking at the things that you've probably already done because you know you already have a website, you're already selling products, all of that great stuff. So it's about improving that to improve the customer journey to move them on to the next stage. So the most common mistakes that I see with small business owners when it comes to not kind of capturing and keeping the interest of potential customers falls into a couple of buckets, if you like. <laughs> so let's, I'll give you some examples. So the first one is your photography and your, your displaying kind of visual information. Because it's one thing to have a pretty image of your products. That's great, but it also needs to have a purpose because as human beings, we all receive and digest information very, very differently. So for me personally, as someone who spends a lot of my days writing marketing emails for clients, for myself, whatever it is, I'm actually not a massive reader when it comes to product descriptions. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I am that person. <laughs> I'm that annoying customer. But do you know what? I don't think I've actually made any serious cock-ups in terms of like, I've never, you know, when you see them horror stories, they're generally in like meme groups where somebody orders what they thought was an adult sized armchair. And then what actually turned up was a doll's house version, a doll's house size. I'm not that bad. And then I certainly wouldn't go on to complain about it, given that it was my fault. But people like that do exist. So um, rather than doing what I do and just calling yourself a dick, laughing at yourself and then moving on with your life. Some people go out of their way to send you an email, ring the, your customer service line, whatever it is. Um, I've been behind customer service inboxes and they are not pretty. I do not envy you in any way, shape or form. So for me personally, and obviously this is only my experience, but if I'm like this, then there are other people on the planet, as scary as that might seem, that... Um, <laughs> you know, react in the same way. Um, but so my brain reacts better to imagery, to give me the things that I need to know, to give me the answers to the questions before I've even thought about it or asked them out loud. So, you know, you might be sat there thinking, Lorna, what the hell are you talking about? Think about all of the small details that you put into your product descriptions. And, you know, let me caveat that, rightly so. I'm not saying don't do that. Wait till my next, <laughs> wait till my next bullet point. Um, but think about how you could potentially display them through your imagery. So, you know, we all have an idea of certain objects. We have an understanding subconsciously how big that thing is. So if you have any form of product, unless you put like in black and white a ruler next to it to tell us how big that thing is, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But you could also do it through beautiful imagery that just adds a certain depth of context to the size of a product. So, you know, like think of everyday items that we all quote unquote know, or at least we have like a log logical understanding of how big that thing is. So let me think of an example, just looking around. Um, we all know how big a pen is to a certain degree, right? Roughly. So let's say that you sell beautiful notebooks it rather than having this incredible flat layer of 
this notebook that, I, that gives me no context whatsoever. Simply adding a pen next to it, all of a sudden, as a consumer who definitely kind of reacts to imagery more than the written word, I now have some form of understanding of how big that notebook is. Does that make sense? So just through that imagery, I can tell whether it's a pocket-sized notebook that's going to fit in my little handbag or if it's kind of an A4 notebook that I'm going to need to take a bigger bag out or it's going to sit on my desk differently. Does that... <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? I might be talking shit right now, I'm not going to lie. That feels like a really feminine <laughs> first-world problem. But you get the idea. So it's just all about kind of the conscious and how you display that information. In a similar way, think about your materials and the textures of your products. So let's just stick with a notebook for now. <laughs> I can't think of another example. But let's say that you designed the notebook in a way and you spent so much time and energy and effort creating it with like gold foiling on the front because it looks beautiful. Think about how you can portray that through your imagery. It could literally mean taking an image at a slightly different angle so you can see the reflection of the gold foiling. All of a sudden, I can see the quality of that product rather than you having to try and portray that through written words, which actually my brain doesn't really react that well to anyway. I can't really be bothered to read that stuff, right? Does that all kind of make sense? <laughs> And then lastly, think about emotions. What you, you really want to try and get that potential customer to connect with that product. So, you know, think about things of ways that you can get them to picture it in their lives. What does their life look without the product? What does it look like within it? I think the example I normally use during tea in the live lesson is if you sell clothing. It's one thing to take a picture of a jumper. Um, what about if you took, and you know... We all know, jump on a mannequin, or even better, on a real life person. What does it look like on the end of my bed? What does it look like hanging in my wardrobe? Because then, as a consumer, it's one thing to see the jumper on a person. If that person doesn't even have a remotely similar body to mine, I can't connect with that. I don't, I don't know what that looks like on my body. But I might know what it looks like on the end of my bed after a long day or hanging up in my wardrobe with the rest of my clothes, it might feel daft, but trying to portray those feelings through imagery will, you know, connect with the likes of me. So next on that bucket list, and kind of as a lead on from that point, think about your written product descriptions. So, you know, the flip side of the imagery stuff, all of those key things, touching on emotions, helping them visualise how they'd feel if they had it, what it feels like, how big it is, it all needs to be in written form too. Because oddly enough, not everybody is like me. Some people actually like to read. <laughs> so we're looking for features and benefits at this point. You've probably heard that a million times. And regardless of how much time you spend reading about SEO, and absolutely it is critical, it's really important, but there are um, there are some key best practices to put in place. But please, please, please write for bloody humans. Because you can please the Google gods till the cows come home, but they're the ones that are going to hand over their cash at the end of the day. So, yeah, 
I hope that makes sense. And then we also look at things like email automations and how you can easily build that know, like, and trust factors with your audience through automations, which is great for you, great for them. Um, we, we talk about things like segmenting your audience so that they receive a message that's relevant to them. Because when we blanket email everybody, actually some, some of it gets lost in translation. What How you talk to my mum is probably very different than how you talk to me. So if you can do that in a way where you're segmenting your marketing, especially in emails, which is kind of my jam, <laughs> then it means that it's more relevant to me, it connects better with me, and I'm probably more likely to buy it. So that's where you're kind of keeping my interest and moving me along that customer journey. So, you know, we all know it's not all about your website, even though I think not enough people place enough importance on their website, maybe. Possibly, maybe. Let's... um. I'll get touchy about that. So, but I'm willing to bet that if you've got conversion issues, it's likely that you've not solved or even thought about some of these things. So during week four of tea, we also look at it a much wider picture. We'll consider the content that you send in those brand emails. Um, we consider the content that you post on social media because content that you post for new followers to get their awareness is very different to the content that you should be posting for to keep them interested to keep them engaged and so yeah that was just a few ideas that I wanted to give you today um hopefully that kind of gets some cogs turning ideas happening in your head and that's kind of an overview of the interest stage that we work through during the group program so I hope that gives you some, some ideas. Obviously, I would be pretty crap at my job if I didn't keep talking about the group program that is the e-commerce accelerator. The tickets uh, will be removed from sale on Tuesday, the 1st of Feb at 5pm. We've already had a couple of people sign up, so I'm so excited to get started. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, if you're sat on the fence, whatever it is, my DMs and my inbox are always open. Um, even if you want to chat about it and just kind of see if it is the right fit for you. I'm more than happy to not have people sign up if it's not the right fit. Um, I just really want it to benefit you rather than... I'm, I'm, you're not a cash cow to me, if that makes sense. Um, so, waffle over. Um, and I'll be back tomorrow talking about the decision stage, which all feels relatively... Not boring, but it's kind of the specific stuff that we need to have in place that helps customers subconsciously move through our customer journey so if you're interested in that make sure you check that one out tomorrow it's, it'll be the next episode after this and yeah until tomorrow peace out bye bye